I've always had a very special relationship with food, whether it was a reward or a rebelliousness of anger and just emotional gap-filling activity with food. It became clear to me that I didn't understand how to accept food in my life or in and for my body. It led me to numerous occasions of eating disorders and just a mental breakdown. At one point, I hated food. At one point, I loved food too much. And I just didn't understand how to strike a balance or understand the true concept of nutrition. What is good for me? What is bad for me? And how can I not feel bad at all? Another week and another session here at In Progress with Oki. And this week we're going to be talking about food. Who doesn't love food? Okay, I'll be honest, I love food, but I also sometimes feel really guilty about it. So that's why I've got a special guest here today, my good friend, also the first person who inspired me to become a ride coach. She is a health coach and still looks bomb after three kids. And let me just say, have beautiful babies, okay? So we got, or I say, I got Tiara Sumakno in the house. <laughs> We're full of laughter today. Hi, Tiara. Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> So we're going to get really intimate in this <laughs> podcast because we got one mic. <laughs> Life. Life. So Tiara, thank you so much for taking the time for being on my podcast. Of course. After how many months or weeks? I don't remember. It's been months, months. that we've been planning this. Yeah. So <laughs> thankfully you're able to come on here. So I just want to have a little moment with Tiara, the health coach. Maybe tell a little bit about yourself. Siapa si Tiara? What is a health coach? And what is a typical day in Tiara's life? So I actually have been a health coach since 2012. So how many years is that? Seven years. Yeah. But before, my uh, focus was completely different. My focus was um, helping women to lose fat, to lose weight, and all the things. Basically, I would have I would have made so much more money if I stayed on that focus. But I wanted to do something that I really believe in. And from my life experience, I believe that I prefer to help women who are struggling with food obsession and exercise obsession. So now my practice is rooted in um, intuitive eating and also joyful movements. So basically trying to get people off diets. <laughs> well, that's uh, I'd say that's me and many people. Karena hidup ini setiap hari gue mikir kayak kalau makan kayak agak guilty gimana gitu kan. Yeah, most women I think kayak gitu ya. Um, and it's been so, I think we totally normalize the fact that we restrict food and we think of exercise as a way to burn food. Like it's normal because you even see it on social media all the time, even on the walls at your gym. It's everywhere. Yeah. It, it's diet culture. They just want us to be small and thinner while we should accept our body the way it is. Well, I think beautiful <laughs> comes in all sizes. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so this is why I love love what you do, Tiara, because mm-hmm. you're inspiring other people to love themselves a little bit more. And we talk about self-love all the time, but yep. kita lupa self-love to apa, gitu mm-hmm. Self-love, okay, I feel good. But feel good doesn't mean like you need to lose 20 kilos and be a size zero. Like that's not... 
necessarily self-love and just because you feel good, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's material, like visually, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, typically on a normal day, Tiara, with the three <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah, so first and foremost, I am a mom of three. I have a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a one-year-old. Jadi tiap hari, ya pastinya sibuk lah, uh, you know, mama ngurusin anak, <laughs> you know. Mama daster, tapi dasternya hot pants. And I'm also teaching at Ride, Jakarta, like you. So I teach maybe... Eight to ten classes a week, and outside of that, uh, um, with my coaching, I usually check in with my clients every day, and I do everything online through an app, so I can just make sure that they are doing their homework and they are progressing, so that I don't have to meet them in person because my clients are all over the world. So yeah, make money. <laughs> I mean, jadi kalau uh, ko health coach gitu kayak remote ya, coaching mm-hmm. remote. So do you give them exercises or plan their meals? Like what what is it? Like do you? Uh, one thing I don't do is meal plans. Obviously no diet plans. Tapi ya, depending um, they come to me with what issue, what help do they need from me? Right? If they are they have been prob- uh, struggling with dieting, then you know they will have a different homework than someone who maybe been struggling. Struggling with exercise obsession or exercise bulimia, you know, like trying to burn their food with exercise. So it depends on what their issue is. Yeah, which is a lot of people's issue. I think, especially in this day and age, mm-hmm. like we have so much work to do. We're trying to squeeze in an exercise regime in the gym, and then we're trying to watch what to eat. But there's always bubble tea, and <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We live in a Bubble tea, especially in Indonesia, right? Like, it's just so normal and it's so good and you shouldn't restrict it. Just enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I wanted to ask, like, did you get into this sort of mentality of being a health coach and the idea of, like, not against or anti-diet, but just living your life to the fullest with food and actually enjoying it and actually be healthy? Is that because you experienced that yourself or is it because you saw people in your life and your family that affected got affected by it? Absolutely, just from my own experience and seeing a lot of my close uh, friends and family also going through it. Tapi ya, nomor satu, it's just my own experience. So I used to be, I like I told you before, focusing on fat loss and weight loss. Um, and I used to jump from one diet to another. And you're probably familiar with this. Like how mm-hmm. many diets have you been on? Maybe six. <laughs> Only six. <laughs> Only six? I think mine, I don't know. There's no diet that I have not been on, I believe. Um, but, and I realized that it's not sustainable because at the end of the diet, even though beratnya turun, pasti naik lagi. Dan biasanya kalau naik lagi itu lebih dari yang pertama. Dan it's just like a whole cycle that you yeah. become so frustrated. And you start thinking, what is wrong with me that I keep failing these diets while actually you need to blame the diets because diets don't work. Yeah. So, Dan kenapa sih kalau kayak kita diet tuh malah kita naik berat badan lagi kayak tiba-tiba we stop in the middle because we got so tired of it and it got worse than we were before. Why is that? Like, do you know? Karena human, I think it's just human nature that we don't like to be restricted. If, if someone say, if I tell you now, Okay, please don't think about a red balloon. The first thing that comes in your head is a red balloon, right? <laughs> Because that's just like, kalau kita nggak boleh, that's actually what we yeah, will do. Yeah. And the same thing with food. If you're restricting a, a certain food, kalau nggak boleh makan karbo, like okay lah, mungkin tahan tiga hari, lima hari, but what happens after the fifth day is over? You would just want all the carbs, even though turun berat badannya, but because you've been restricting, you're gonna want it again because there's life without carbs is just impossible, right? <laughs> so like, yaudah naik lagi, dan 
dan kayak lo mikirnya oh my god if I don't eat it now nanti kayak nggak boleh lagi you're gonna restrict lagi we're gonna go on a diet again so then in the end akhirnya naik berat lagi so I guess everybody has this like very definition of dieting kayak whatever is convenient for them but also people want fast results right so that's why a lot of like things I hear on crash diets like Like Detox. the juice cleanse yeah. and like the water diet, the liquid diet. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, unless you had your wisdom teeth pulled out, like, I get it, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was like the fir- the worst diet you've ever done or ever read about? Um, the cabbage diet, the cabbage soup diet. You literally oh. just eat that all day. Um, and when I was as young as I was sixth grade that was the, I was already dieting I was uh, this guy that I really like asked me to go on a date I mean like not on a date at that age you know just like oh go get, let's go get an ice cream but I was like oh my god I'm so excited but I feel like I'm a little fat at that time I don't know why at that age I felt that way but I for a week I just ate apple and yogurt for every meal and I lost five kg In six days. Please don't do this. I'm not telling this oh way you do it. Okay, jangan ikutin ya guys. Ini cuma example aja. Tapi nggak sehat banget loh. Nggak sehat banget dan kayak lemes gitu. Tapi ya, I mean, I went on a date. The guy ended up. I don't think we ever date after that. So it's like I'm like, well, fuck this. You know. Sorry. Am I able to curse in your podcast? Nggak apa-apa. Bisa bisa. This is a freedom of speech podcast. Okay. But yeah, that was the first diet I've ever got. Yang aku ingat sih, that was it. Like sixth grade. Yeah. Terrible. Um, I mean, that's not uh, uncommon actually. Uh, karena when I did the episode about loving my body uh, with the healthy nutter girls. We were getting inquiries, like they were getting inquiries about um, ha- having a diet for somebody who was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, 10 years old, I think like fourth grade, yeah. fifth grade. And for me, that was like mind-blowing mm-hmm. because you're still growing. You, still, you should be enjoying your life, your exercise at school, like yeah. running around and eating the snacks. But of course, have like a, a balanced life with, with healthier food, like so you can feel full and not mm-hmm. just sugar. But... That's crazy, like yeah. sickening yeah. that even now, I think even more now with all these like younger celebrities, Absolutely. this diet cultures, I mean. We didn't have Instagram at that time. Yeah? We didn't have social media. So like we didn't really have anything to compare ourselves with. Yeah, majalah. Tapi itu gak kayak, it's not as easy to get a magazine at that time compared to sekarang. We just open a phone and yeah, we see. Google. Yeah, gitu. So, so I assume today is even worse. Yeah. For sure, I think it's even worse. I mean, there have been lots of news about eating disorders, and I think it was because diets don't work, and they pick up habits that they feel like I need to feel like some sort of pain, self pain or something, in order to feel beautiful. I mean, um, I think I talked to you about this as well. Um, the thing about body image and like loving yourself and with food is that I personally went through like body dysmorphia because I didn't like how my body looked but it was bad because it was like every angle like like sampai I didn't like the way my finger looked when I put a ring on karena the fat around it you know it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so weird yeah. it was weird And today you're here to talk and teach us about intuitive eating. Mm. 
mungkin kalau ada yang dengerin dan apa sih intuitive eating ya kan Tiara akan menjelaskan itu coba Tiara apakah itu intuitive eating ada bahasa Indonesia nya nggak sih <laughs> we're bad at this <laughs> mau di Google dulu sambil minum gunakan uh, intuisi untuk makanan 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 dengan intuisi makan dengan intuisi Dalam ya Kita sambil minum bubble tea Guys, this is a very healthy uh, Balanced podcast Alright, so Tiara Tell us what intuitive eating really is Okay, so First thing first yang kayaknya orang tuh suka Salah gitu ya Mereka suka mikir intuitive eating tuh mindful eating Which is completely different So I think we hear a lot about mindful eating So mindful eating itu Biasanya uh, Goalnya masih to lose weight Right So you're eating mindfully Meaning mungkin makan tanpa distraction Makan jangan depan TV Jangan sambil pegang HP Terus kayak really enjoy every bite That's mindful eating Right Because in the end You're probably trying to eat less In order to lose weight So intuitive eating itu Nggak bisa goalnya to lose weight So intuitive eating is basically giving yourself permission To eat anything you want Whenever you want In order to heal your relationship with food Dan emang kalau nggak pernah ada eating disorder Atau you never really have an issue with food But you just want to practice intuitive eating Bisa juga But it will just Apa ya Does it, it will not make If you if you feel crazy around food You feel like you need to restrict Or you always need to diet It is a good way to just level off that craziness Kayak okay, gitu um, And it's ada 10 principles of intuitive eating um, not, You think I should just <laughs> There's a lot Ada 10 principles of intuitive eating Which we'll get back to you shortly <laughs> <laughs> Jadi gak usah juga, pokoknya ya basicnya sih um, You're giving yourself permission to eat and not restrict Tapi juga bukan berarti Oke okay, sekarang I can eat all the things and makan all the donuts, cookies and all the bad stuff I mean like what you you would call a bad stuff or junk food or whatever Gak crazy juga yeah. kan maksudnya uh, Gak juga, karena one of the principle is honoring your health So honoring your health juga gak bisa dengan cuma makan everything yang You know high calorie and high sugar, gak mungkin you're not honoring your health right at one point if you're eating um, all these um, sugary food at one point you will you will crave the salad you will crave the fruit but that is if you give yourself permission to actually crave mm-hmm. which most people takut even like oh my god I'm craving it's a bad thing you know like cravings is your body's way to tell you that it has needs and you need to listen to it yeah no I agree about listening to your body's needs because I've had about, okay, this morning, let me just tell you, I had Indomie for breakfast. <laughs> Sorry for anybody who listened to this. Indomie for breakfast, and then I had pepper lunch beef rice for rice. And it took gap cuma tiga jam, ya. Jadi, I mean, if I didn't give permission for myself to do that today, I think I would have already felt like, wow, like I need, I, I feel shit. Like I need to go, and I'm guilt tripping myself. And it took like, menjadi trigger gue, gimana gue kayak mikir, okay, gue mesti diet sekarang, gue mesti gak sehat, gitu kan. So, Does intuitive eating eventually have this mindset mental change that is sustainable? Like, can it stay for the long run, though? Well, I've been doing this maybe for a little bit over three years. And um, biasanya, if I work with a client, terus we start doing this, and they're like so fucking afraid of intuitive eating. When I say, fine, now you can eat anything you want, please do not restrict at all. Mereka semua takut gitu, karena oh my God, nanti naik beratnya, you know, like, 
And honestly, most of the time, you might, you know, you might gain weight and you have to be okay with it. But eventually, if you just be patient with the process, most likely it will just either, your body will find a happy weight. And that can be, which a lot of people don't like, it can be less, Mm -hmm. it can be the same, Mm -hmm. it can be more. Yeah. So are you going to be okay if your happy weight is more? Most people would say no. Right. Is it, is it because like we stress so much about food and we fear food because yeah, yeah. Takut, apa tadi? Gendut ya kan? Takut gendut. Then what Tiara said earlier to me in the conversation is that people associate food and it becomes their fat phobia. Fat phobia is Uh, kayaknya orang pada nggak apa ya nggak sadar that most most of us have it. For example, when you uh, give a compliment to someone and say, "Wah kurusan ya, you look really good," so you are implying that being thin is better, being thin is preferred. While if someone gain weight, you be like, "Oh, oh naik ya berat badannya." Like, are you stressed out? Like as if it's a bad thing, right? So that's fat phobia. So if you're bigger, you're looked down on, right? If you're thinner, you are better. While bisa aja orang itu turun berat badannya karena sakit, mungkin diare dua minggu berturut-turut. Yeah. Like that's not a good thing. But like, hey, you look good because you're thinner, right? That's actually really mean. So yeah. never just don't comment about people's weight. <laughs> like you never know. Yeah, you know? no, no, for sure. I mean, everyone is going through their own journey, right? I mean, pas gue zaman gue sekolah, gue gue pernah nih uh, sekolah dan gue diare. Dua minggu <laughs> Diare dua minggu Tapi bener-bener kayak I didn't want to take medication for it Because I felt like Oh I feel lighter in the morning gitu kan Oke okay, akhir-akhirnya kayak udah dua minggu nih I had to drink emodium gitu kan Because I was losing a lot of ions And like I couldn't do PE This was in, when I was in boarding school And But because I got compliments You're right In those two weeks Actually in the second week It stayed with me And uh, I loved food, so there was no way I was not gonna have food. Uh, jadi aku tetap makan, tapi aku kayak reduce kayak, okay, makanya cuma tiga kali sehari, which is the normal thing. But I usually have like healthy snacks in between, kayak tahu atau celery or like apple, zaman-zaman sekolah ya kan. <laughs> Sosok sehat gitu. <laughs> tapi uh, abis itu gue cari dulcolac. Oh yeah. Yes, you know like like this medication that like, What does it give you diarrhea? Actually, I don't know why, but yeah. basically cleanses your stomach. And yeah, um, because I wanted to have that same feeling that I did when I had the diarrhea for two weeks. That is actually bulimia, and it's very common. Tapi ya itu namanya with diuretics, yeah. That's diuretics. It just makes you go. So. So I, yes, uh, I did have a food a food disorder, no, an eating disorder, which yeah. I didn't publicly announce, but I felt like. I kept it to myself and I didn't want it to make it as a burden for anyone. more common than you think because when I start opening up about my journey and trying to help people, I have... I get DMs from people that I was like, wow, I never knew that you would, you would struggle with it because you can't tell, right? You cannot tell someone has eating disorder. They might look completely normal and have it, you know? But what is looking normal? Because it could be someone in any size that looks normal, right? But you know what I mean? Like people who don't look big, they don't look small. They just normal. Apa sih? Average lah kelihatannya gitu loh. Kelihatannya oke-oke aja. Yeah, so I mean... Now, 
that you're an advocate for intuitive eating uh, and, and you're making change um, for women specifically because I know you're coaching for women most, mm-hmm. most of the time. Only women. Only women, guys, okay? Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you can just stare at her Instagram photos, <laughs> but you can't have her coach you. Um, and overcoming like fat phobia. Um, if you were to be able to give some of us now who are listening, which I'm sure all of us have some sort of struggle with food and just just ha- trying to have a healthier lifestyle, what are like your first steps that we could take and adapt to our own lives and try to make these small changes in order to have a better lifestyle, have a better mindset about what is healthy and how to feel healthy? Um, because I, I've struggled with that for about 25 years of my life. And only now, this last six months, I've been able to follow you and understand how your mentality uh, mindset has changed the way you feel and how you eat and how you exercise and the balance that you have. And aku pengen kayak, dari Tiara apa sih gitu yang bisa mungkin kita adapt satu, dua, tiga steps untuk memulai mental change ini. I think first of all, if you feel like you need to diet, if you feel like you need to change the way your body looks, uh, tanya dulu, ask yourself kenapa you feel like you need to change, right? So if you feel, you know, we all have that happy weight we want to be in, like, oh, I just, if only I can go back to my weight when I was in college, I would be happy. But then if I ask the same person, can you remember that time when you weighed that number when you were in college? Did you try to diet? And most of them will say, yes, I did. So actually, it didn't matter whether you were 10 kg less or now, you were not happy anyway, right? So it's not the number on the scale that you're chasing, but what is it? Like, because fat is not a feeling. So what is it that you're looking for? Is it um, mungkin uh, confidence? Is it feeling like you fit in? Uh, Maybe you feel like you would be more attractive to the opposite sex if you are thinner or what is it you know like find dulu itunya apa and honestly if you are not happy with how you look now no matter how much weight you lose you will still be the same person you're just going to be smaller so dig deep dulu what is it that you need to um, heal like what then that's the stuff that I um that I work with with my clients. So we dig deep and like a lot of times, sometimes it starts in the childhood, like issues with parents. Mungkin the parents were always dieting or, you know, it can be anything or just like really stressed out at work and feel unworthy. And then you feel like I need to lose weight in order for my boss to accept me more. Like it doesn't make sense, right? But like it would actually affect your body image. Yeah, I mean, we don't really realize it, but it does have a very bad or big effect in our lives. I think... I think you can relate to this. Did you experience, experience this with your family, like your parents? Yeah, my, mom. my mom was always dieting. She never told me to diet, but she always dieted. So me growing up, seeing her always dieting, and I always thought that she was tiny. I'm like, oh my God, her being so small, and she still tried to diet, and I was not a small. I mean, in, in my school, I was always one of the big girls. So I was like, for sure, I need to diet too, you know? Uh, it's not her fault, um, but I just make sure. Well, I have three boys, but I make sure that my kids never see me diet. Yeah. Also, the, self, uh, the path to self-love is self-acceptance. So, Tapi itu yang paling susah, susah ya, Ti. Susah, susah. <laughs> Menerima apapun itu yeah, pasti susah. Self-love itu kayaknya yang paling udah sempurna lah. Not a lot of people can get there, but we can strive to get there. We can try, but at least for now, just accept aja dulu that this is us now. And 
kind of um, be grateful of what your body has done for you so far. Like if you've been working out regularly, like imagine that you're not healthy and you cannot do it. Like that would be so fucked up, right? So the fact that you're healthy, you get to do this, you don't have to do this, itu udah something to be grateful for. So everything starts with gratitude, gitu. Susah, I know, klise banget, but like... No, it's not, it's not susah. It's, it is cliche, but I think it's, it's a natural thing that we forget. It's part of, part of life. Itu sebenarnya kayak salat lah, kayak salat kayak berdoa itu berterima kasih kan. Dan bersyukur dengan apa yang sudah diberikan ke kita. Uh, bisa bangun setiap hari, bisa makan setiap hari, bisa jalan, bisa kemana-mana. And then you don't enjoy it, it's the same thing. It's actually like, it's really sad. And she's sipping her bubble tea. <laughs> Right. Yep, I agree. Gratitude is a game changer. Yeah. So we talk about food and how like kita kalau udah makan kebanyakan kita rasa guilty dan in order to not feel guilty, pasti kan kalau gue ya dulu pasti mikirnya oke okay, gue makan banyak banget nih kayak for example tadi pagi indomie terus nasi ya kan terus coklat terus sekarang bubble tea. Habis ini gue pasti <laughs> langsung kayak I need to exercise. Do you still feel that way? I do sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think also if I know that I didn't exercise for three days, mm-hmm. it's because I didn't have the time and I feel like if I don't make the time, mm-hmm. I will never do it. And yeah. that's my sense of like mindful and mindful living and mm-hmm. just having a balance. Like what is your intake on this? People who have obsession with exercise to to balance out the fact that, okay, gua makan banyak sekarang gua mesti exercise. Mm-hmm. Gitu. So, what's, what's your advice? <laughs> So my practice is rooted in intuitive eating and also joyful movements. So joyful movements itu uh, basically any movement that you can be, you can really enjoy and be active with. So it doesn't have to be high interval training. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. It doesn't have to be cycling or running or marathon, right? Whatever movement that gets you moving and something that is sustainable that you will do for a long time. So the key is joy, right? You have to actually enjoy it. So when you talk about exercise to burn calories, clearly that's not enjoyable because you're like, okay, how many calories is Indo- does Indomie have? 500 maybe. Jadi lari uh, sejam. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> udah mulai ngitung-ngitung. So abis ini gue mesti di treadmill kayak sejam. And that's probably even less than 500 calories. I don't know. So you just become so obsessive. Yeah. So that's not joyful, right? Um, and in the end, you will just burn out karena... You really cannot, I think you've heard this before, I'm sure you cannot out-train your diet. So yeah. like if you are trying to lose weight, then obviously you're going to have to control your food. Like you're never going to be able to burn all the food you eat. You yeah, know? for sure. Okay, gitu healthy, gitu. Tapi, um, so lot, what would be the balanced approach? Like, So you, you have to ask yourself, what is it that you enjoy? What is it that you can sustainably do um, Regularly, misalnya yeah. three times, three times a week. I hate running, so I okay. definitely won't run. Okay, so you don't do running, but you know there's a lot of people who runs or do races just because they think that they can lose weight that way. Yeah, because I feel like they think, oh, I rather run one hour daripada gue ngangkat beban. Yeah, karena takut bulky kan. Yeah, tapi sebenarnya, <laughs> to be honest, I dropped 10 kilos in six months karena gue ngangkat beban. Uh-huh. Dan itu mungkin 45 menit. But you enjoy it, right? I enjoy it because yeah. it makes me feel like powerful yeah and that's completely fine if you love the high interest and intensity training you should do that but 
this is for another topic, another day. Ya. Tapi too much of high intensity is really bad for you too, which a lot of people don't know. So if you're like doing bootcamp workouts five, six days a week and you're wondering why are you not seeing results or some people actually gaining weight, then that's just your hormone going crazy because you're doing too much. Yeah. It's not good for you. So my advice or those of you who's just trying to be consistent is number one, find something you like and if you are someone yang benar-benar nggak pernah olahraga sama sekali dan kayak oh my god mulainya dari mana kayak do I have to join a gym like no you just put your sneakers tomorrow and walk for 30 minutes in the morning or at night and that's it that is more than like Walking is so superior that most people nggak tahu gitu kayak jalan aja tuh udah oke okay banget sebenarnya for someone yang benar-benar mm-hmm. tadinya nggak pernah ngapa-ngapain ya. Um, yeah, so it has to be something that you like. Gitu. What if I I'm a very busy woman or man, mm-hmm. okay, and I I work so late. Um, was so early early in the morning and finished really late and then jam sembil- jam 8 lah jam 9 gitu is it good to exercise at that hour um, because sometimes mm-hmm. i see that, ini ini curious personal question this mm-hmm. sebenarnya karena gue keluar gym sekitar jam 8 gitu ya kalau gue selesai meeting jam 6 jam 7 mm-hmm. people work out like 9 10 o'clock i mean kayak, does that not affect their sleep um Yes, it will affect their sleep and I think kalau kalau olahraganya malam misalnya selesai jam 10, paling lo nggak akan bisa tidur sampai at least jam 12 like 2-3 hours after karena kan olahraga tuh bikin lo happy kan uh, endorphins is high. Jadi most likely you will not sleep. But a lot of people ask me what is the best time to exercise and my answer is the time where you would actually do it. And if night time Udah, udah malam gitu is the only time you can do it then yeah ya udahlah tidur malam maybe twice a week it's okay and maybe one of it is in the weekend jadi nggak terlalu ngaruh gitu and workout doesn't have to be long you can totally have an efficient workout only in less than 20 minutes gitu everybody listen less than 20 minutes is an efficient workout thank you Tiara for making that an actual statement yeah. so thank you so much for our chat today yes of course and most of all I just uh, I'm excited to finally be able to have this conversation with you karena sudah ditunggu-tunggu dan sudah lama so I hope all of you have enjoyed our podcast today and that it has given you information about intuitive eating and how to live a very balanced life with loving your food and not feel guilty about it because if you want a bubble tea and if you want a pizza and if you want an indomie you eat it okay eat it yes what are you what are you craving tiara um starbucks pumpkin spice latte So if you see Tiara at Starbucks, don't forget to give her a high five. <laughs> All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode on In Progress with Oki. Thank you for always listening, me, myself, and I. And of course, we'll always have exciting guest stars on my podcast. Stay tuned. See you soon. Bye.